0: The Ozarks are reaching sky high with expectations this season, taller than Mount Magazine uh, for the Arkansas Razorbacks. The Hogs came in third in the SEC preseason poll. They are ranked 14th in the AP Top 25 and 14 rated in Kempom.
1: This season, the Hogs have brought in the number six transfer class in the country, two top 60 recruits, and they hold over 30 years of Division I basketball experience.
0: This team is expected to be one of the best in the SEC this season. And today, we're talking with Razorback legend and assistant coach Ronnie Brewer today on the Hoop Southbound Show. Today, we are with razorback great nba first round draft pick and the assistant coach for the hogs ronnie brewer coach this season is a few weeks away you got to be overly excited to start the year how are you doing today
2: i'm doing very well today um i'm very excited uh that we have the opportunity to you know to play uh against a different opponent uh in, <laughs> in front of uh our fans again and i think i can speak for our team they're very excited as well and we really looking forward to um, starting our season and, and embarking on this journey.
0: Absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, you got UT Tyler tomorrow. It's going to be a great time. I'll be there. I think Maddie might be joining me as well. So that's going to be a ton of fun. I'm ready to see them play an opponent as well. Coach, for those of us who are familiar with you as an NBA player and as a Razorback, we've gotten to see you and gotten to see you as a, gotten to know you as a player. But now you're a coach, what led you down the road to coaching and who are some of the mentors you've had along the way?
2: Well, when, whenever uh, I was retiring from the NBA, I played a year in the G League after my NBA career um, was over. Uh, I knew I wanted to be involved in basketball. I knew I wanted to move back to Fayetteville and be involved in the community and um, in, in mentoring young student-athletes. And uh, Brad Stamps, the head coach at Fayetteville High School, gave me the opportunity uh, to join his staff um, and, and coach alongside him. He coached me when I was in junior high. And he was on the staff uh, when I was in high school. Uh, and it was, allowed me to be um, assistant coach with Nick Rafter, another one of my mentors. And so, um, you know, I, I was I was blessed to be able to play for a lot of phenomenal coaches, you know, through you know junior high coach Adams, you know, high school coach Gebhardt, college, college coach uh, Stan Heath, you know, and legendary uh, Jerry Sloan at Utah and Lionel Hollins at Memphis and, you know, Tom Thibodeau who was coach of the year. Uh, in Chicago, and um, you know Scotty Brooks at Oklahoma City, uh, Mike Woodson at New York, Kevin McHale at Houston, and then back to Tom Thibodeau in Chicago. Um, you know it was all great stops, all great mentors, and and really um, got me motivated to you know to to get in uh, coaching and get back to the uh, college level uh, when Coach Musselman gave me the opportunity to join the staff.
0: Yeah, I heard a ton of names in there that I think (laughs) anybody who follows college basketball or the NBA is going to recognize. Like I heard Stan Heath, I heard Woodson, like that is an incredible list of people that you've had influencing your career. Um, I was listening to an interview you did recently and coach, I heard you say that you take joy in other people's success. Mm -hmm. How does that attribute influence your coaching style? And this may be kind of a silly question, but do you ever see that rubbing off on your players or the other coaches around you?
2: Absolutely. Um I mean if 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 you ever watch uh, a Razorback game, um you're going to see me on the sideline very enthusiastic, celebrating um you know every person's success. Um you know if it's you know our, our star player to you know our, our 15th or 16th man. Um and I, I genuinely generally want uh, that to rub off on our bench. It's actually one of our emphases that you know you want to celebrate uh, your teammates success. And, you know, even as far as somebody checking out of the game, everybody on our bench stands up, every guy gets a high five. Uh, then you come back, usually sit next to me. I, you know, try to tell you what you did wrong or what you need to improve on. And then, you know, coach muscle gets you back in the game. But we we always want to teach positive body language. That's the emphasis that we like um, and, and being the best teammate you could possibly be. And, and for me, You know, celebrating your teammate's success, it goes a long way, and it's great team chemistry to allow your team to go far. It's
0: a culture point. It it really builds that success on the next guy onto the next guy. I I love that.
2: Maddie?
1: Definitely. You know, I think um, there's definitely something to say about that, especially when you see, you know, your involvement with Jalen and Isaiah and Bobby Portis. Saw that picture. That was awesome. Um, from the other night. So, you know, definitely builds longevity, and I think that that's definitely a plus uh, when it comes to player relationships.
2: Um, So you've
1: been part of the staff since 2021, and in your time you've helped build an incredible recruiting class, um, classes that have led the Hogs to both an Elite Eight and Sweet 16. Uh, I know what it means to fans, but does it mean to you that you've helped bring this program back to an elite level?
2: Well, I mean, first of all, Coach Moss has done a phenomenal job. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job building one of the best staffs in the country when I mean, you look at our nba experience I mean, you got coach musk who's a you know former head coach in the nba keith smart who's a former head coach in the nba coach ruta has g-league experience i played in the nba tommy abenauer who's our video coordinator now he's he's got experience in the nba and so you can go down the line of guys that who are the next guy up yeah, who has experience in the nba and so for us it's all about building relationships, building bonds, and it's, and it's really ultimately culture. You know, you know when you come here, you're, you're going to come in as a as a young man, young boy, but you're going to leave as a man, not only on the court as far as your player development, um, but off the floor as well as your player development. There's never a great area when it comes to the Arkansas Razorbacks. We got guys that, you know, we do community service. We volunteer in schools. Um, we do read to achieve. We do community cleanups. We do a whole bunch of array of things that um, build culture. And in the picture that you are speaking of, where I, I want to go to Oklahoma city to see Bobby Portis, uh, Isaiah Joe and Dale Williams, you know, when we, when we tell guys, you know, once you're a hog, you're always a hog. We truly mean that you're truly family. It's not just for the time being of the time that you play for the Razorbacks. It's it's for the rest of your life. Um, not only, is that the culture and the family atmosphere that we have here at Arkansas, but that's the family atmosphere and culture that we hear uh, in our community uh, and being an Arkansas Razorback.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm going to have to buy like more closet space because now my closet Mm -hmm. looks like an NBA store blew up because I try and buy like every Razorback merch.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, So the more guys we're getting, the the more it's growing. It's exciting. for sure.
2: Well, we, we appreciate your support of our guys and, you know, ultimately it helps recruiting i mean you yeah, every young man's dream is to one day you know play college basketball be super successful and then maybe one day have the opportunity to play in the nba um, it's, it's a unique brotherhood. Um, and, and what we've done here at Arkansas has been really, really special. You know, there, there had never been a one and done player, And you have Moses Moody, who was a one and done. And then last year we have three guys that were one and done. And, you know, we're looking forward to building that train. We're looking forward to continue to put guys in, in the pros. And I, I think, um, you know, the country, uh, takes note on that. Um, I think recruits take notes on it and, you know, it, it, it says a lot with that, how, how, we, we transpired our team. Yes, we're getting great recruits. Yes, we're putting guys in the NBA, but, you know, Elite Eight, Elite Eight, and Switch six, 16, those things speak for themselves. Um, not that we're content with that. Obviously, we're working extremely hard because, you know, we feel like we just scratched the surface. You know, our goal ultimately is, you know, a Final Four in the National Championship and we're working diligently to, to try to achieve those goals.
1: Definitely. So, you know, you touched on recruiting quite a bit there. So as a coach and a recruiter, um, we'll start talking ball, you know, more this year. One of the things we've heard from players like Layden Blocker is that you guys put together boards and charts kind of show the players like a glimpse of their future and how they're going to be able to get better at Arkansas. So what goes into making those for recruits?
2: A lot of analytics. I mean, I think we have one of the best analytic departments, um, you know, and must, it, it, it might sound like a broken record because uh, we we mentioned the NBA quite often, but you know, we try to imitate exactly what they do at the next level. You know, in this profession, you know, the mountaintop is, you know, make it to the NBA. And so if you're trying to make it to the NBA, why wouldn't we do exactly what they do in a mirror image and everything they do as far, as far as marketing, as far as analytics, as far as player development, as far as travel? Um, we don't stay as, as nice as hotels. but We stay in pretty nice hotels. We eat at pretty nice restaurants. Um you know, we 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 promote our program as if, if we were an NBA team. Uh, we promote the brand of Dark rays Razorbacks and promote the brand of our student athletes. Um, you know, off the floor, we, we 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 try to provide them with different things as far as you know financial literacy and you know resume building. Um, you know how to how to interview. Um, you know, d- different volunteer hours. So everything that we're touching on is we're trying to improve, but the, the the vision board that we have is we take analytic numbers that, you know, maybe they had in high school in in, in AU, or if you're a transfer, what you did in your previous school, um, we put them through a system and then we come up with a a, a goal that that's, we feel like it's obtainable and achievable. Um, and we, we make it for our guys to, you know, for them to keep um, as a something. Sometimes you gotta look in the mirror and see is it me um am i doing enough am i doing enough to reach these goals and it's a little motivation factor for our student athletes that hey man i've got to do x y and z to try to achieve x y and z i'm
0: I'm hearing exactly what you're saying i'm I'm loving like i'm I'm with you why wouldn't you try to emulate the nba um when you're that's the goal of almost every player out there um trying to get to that next level and so you've put together an amazing team this season obviously full of guys who have that goal and same as trying to win a national championship coach. What went into putting this team together for this season?
2: Well, I I, I think that after every season, uh, you have to take a deep dive and look in the mirror and see how can I be better as a person? Um, and did I give my all? Um, after you answer that, and after you self-reflect, you, you have to look at what what do we need to improve on as a team. You know, why did we lose when we lost? What did that team have that was different than us? Um, you know, you know, Baylor, they won a national championship. You know, why why were they so effective um, uh, on that run? You know, they're, they're defensively stronger, quicker, more athletic um, across the board, one through, you know, 10. And they just dominated uh it was a dominating force against teams and we played really well but you know we didn't think we were there enough um and then you know uh the following year uh you you have duke and you know they didn't win a national championship you know they they got beat but they were bigger stronger faster than us and so we were like hey the you know the following year and they had they had mixtures of young guys that were you know um Allowed them to have success. You know, I had a one and done guy. So the following year, you know, we went kind of younger. Um, and you know, obviously had three one and done guys. And, you know, Ricky signed a second uh uh a deal after the draft, uh making us four guys to go to the NBA. But you know, we lost to UConn and again they were bigger, stronger, faster, they they executed better, they knocked down shots when they were open. And so we went to the drawing board, it's like, hey, when we gotta get a more mature team. Um, nothing, no knock on our freshmen last year. We, 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 you know, we loved what they did, and you know they'll always be a be raised Razorback for life. But you know, we wanted to, we went from being the youngest team in the SEC, and if not the country, to now this year's uh, one of the older, more mature teams, with more experience, um, and then added some young talent in Bayfall and Lane Blocker. And so, and and we also wanted to add guys that can um, stretch the floor out, stretch spacing, and knock down shots. You know, there there was teams last year that. You know, wasn't a zone team at all and, you know, couldn't guard us man to man. So I had to switch to zone and, you know, partially was, you know, we executed better man to man and, you know, got the shots we wanted, but also we shot a low, low percentage from the three-point line that guys was like, we'll we'll take our chances sitting in zone um then having to guard a man to man. Now this year, uh, we are more focused on, on improving our shooting, improving our spacing, um, and, and being uh, the stable that we, you know, we we tip our cap on is being one of the better defensive teams in the country. And, you know, that's how we built our team is we, we need shooters. We need guys that can make plays. We need better scores. We need bigger, longer, more athletic guys. And I think um, when you look at our roster, that's exactly what we got. I think that's an
0: excellent point. Um, you mentioned in there, you talked about Baylor, which they had a lot of experience guard play in that run in 2021. And then you talked about UConn, a lot of shooters on this team. You've got a ton of great guards um, that it looks like on this roster and a ton of great shooters as well um, with a lot of experience. Now there's, like I said, a lot of experience on this team. You mentioned it, but amongst all that experience, who's kind of turning emerging as a leader on this team right now and how are they showing that to you?
2: Well, I think it starts off with your point guard position, uh, Ellis and lane blocker Devo Davis, who, who who play the point guard positions. You know, they have to be our vocal leader, not only offensively but defensively. I think all three of those young men really stepped up. You know, Devo's name, you know, second team All SEC. You know, he's he's been playing like Devo. He plays extremely hard. He competes every possession. And that's his calling card. Hey, you know um, when you play Arkansas that you have a guy on the perimeter that's going to harass you night in, night out. Um, and, you know, I'm obviously a guy that can make plays for himself, make plays for others, and has really improved uh, his three-point shot and uh, three-point percentage and has really been a really good player for us. Um, you know, you got our, our some of our transfers and Caleb Battle, um, you know, is coming back from injury, um, you know, that's a guy that we're going to lean on to help of this year, Tremont Mark out of Houston, a guy that's been on a team, uh, you know, playing for Kelvin Sampson. You know, he his his calling card is, you know, you know what you're gonna get when you get a guy from Houston. He's hard nosed, tough, um, got grit, plays hard, uh, defensive defensively juggernaut um but he's also a guy that's improving his outside shot to be more of a consistent three-point shooter and a guy's got a phenomenal mid range and get to the basket you know either in isos or pick and rolls um i i think that you know having the return of trevor in brazil is going to be really big for us uh he was named first team all sec um uh, you know he, he's improved he's got stronger his three-point shots more consistent um and he's really looking forward to coming back and and, and really helping our team uh Jalen Graham is a guy that's a returner that we're looking forward to you know he's had a phenomenal spring and summer you know he really turned the corner of playing hard um uh and being consistent and being an everyday guy uh Kai Mitchell's uh one of our returning guys up front that we can depend on being a stable inside. You know, uh, you know, I think one of our strong suits is our front court, but you know, it's debatable because I think our you know our backcourt is pretty, pretty talented as well. Uh, you know, like I said, Bay Faw talked to him, you know, he's learning the game, plays extremely hard, uh, rebound, blocks, uh, rim runner, uh, but it's polishing his game up and you know, has a huge upside. Uh, and then we got guys like you know, uh uh uh, Lawson and uh Denage Harris, Chandler Lawson from Memphis and Denajay Harris uh, from Southern Miss. two guys that are, you know, the ultimate glue guys and that they they put the team first in everything they do. Um and you know to me, uh as really bought into, you know, what Coach Musk is really, really, really um, you know, trying to achieve this year. Uh and, and uh Jeremiah Davenport is, you know, a spot on Shooter. Um, and he's 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 a guy that you know is coming in. But the guy I think who has the biggest upside and has had the biggest growth from you know one year to another is Joseph Pinion. Joseph Pinion has been one of our better, better shooters, um, maybe one of the best shooters in the country. Um, you know, continually learning and, and evolving every day, improving his defense. And, you know, I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people uh when how consistent his shot is. Um and he's still athletic and um and I like our team. Um, I, I think that uh we we have a, a chance to be really, really special. Kind of think if I missed anybody. Um, you know, even 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 you know, Keon Minifield, who's sitting down, he's he's a huge bright spot in practice every day. Uh we don't have him this year, but you know, looking forward to to his growth and development. And Cade and Cade Abergas and and Lawson Blake too are guys that are buying into you know as walk-ons you know even being the vocal leaders even though you know they're probably not going to play this a, a large amount you know when you see you know your walk-ons getting up extra shots getting up extra reps before and after practice in the weight room uh watching film and they they're truly all in on on you know being the best person they could possibly be uh, each and every day um you know, as a guy that has a big role, uh, like who are you not to do that if, if those guys are doing it? So our culture here is special um, and it's something that Coach Mus has built. And, you know, as a staff, you know, we're just maintaining and make sure it flows very well.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a lot of names you threw out there, Coach Brewer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I can see it. Like I said, we mentioned it before. Ton of experience, ton of everything else on the squad. So I, I understand and I agree with you. The backcourt looks excellent. Um, From what I've been seeing, obviously, I'm not a coach there in the locker room, but what I can see as an outsider, it it looks excellent. I'm very excited about that backcourt. Maddie, I think you have the next question.
1: Uh, We're super excited about this team. We know a lot of fans are really excited um, and have super high expectations for this season. So when you look at this team, what's exciting you the most about it? And what do you really want fans to know before we get into playing ball this year?
2: Well, I'm really excited that to actually finally have a, a healthy team. You know, having, you know, Trevin uh, out with ACL injury last year, I mean, it's always a what if, you know, what if Trevin would have been healthy? What if Nick Smith would have been healthy the whole year? Would it have been different or whatever? You know, I'm just happy that our team is healthy right now. I'm looking forward to putting a team out there that's going to be very competitive, that's going to compete at a high level. Um, One of the things that, you know, has been a staple at Arkansas, we play with pace. We get defensive stops. We run guys off the three-point line. Uh, We make teams play in the crowd. And yeah, we make them tough, take tough shots, and then we get a rebound. And we push the the, the tempo. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to is you know seeing our guys, you know, just be able to play in their element, play play freely, um, and compete at a high level. And for the fans, like you're going to see a, a really exciting brand of basketball. You know, a team that's going to compete night in, night out. Um, you know, not only on the offensive side, you know, be able to shoot the ball a lot better, uh, be able to space the floor out, out a lot better, uh, play a lot quicker, um, but also on the defensive side, that team that's gonna compete and try to be one of the better defensive teams in the country. Um, and you know, disguise of them, we have a tough schedule. You know, it's probably one of the hardest schedules ever in the, the Arkansas basketball history. Um, you know, we play Purdue in exhibition game next next week. We're not trying to overlook Tyler Texas because, you know. There's been four teams last year that lost a division two schools. We don't want to be one of those schools yourself. So we're not trying to overlook them, but we have a tough team uh, next week in Purdue. Uh, we have um, you know Oklahoma. That's been a, a rivalry that's that, that we that we played in Tulsa and been very very competitive uh, each every year that we play. Uh, we, we go to the Battle of Atlantis, and you know we play there in first game and potentially a uh, second round matchup with you know. Uh, Michigan or or, or Memphis, uh, and then you have North Carolina on the other side. So that's a great tournament, and and then after all that, you, you have the the um, the SEC, which is you know week in week out. It's 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 a it's a battle, um, just like in football uh, and any other sports. Um, across the board in the SEC. That's why it's one of the premier conferences in the country is you don't have any cakewalks. You know, any every team that you can play uh, can potentially beat you. So uh, we're going to take it game by game. Uh, we're going to try to prepare our players um, the best that we possibly can uh, so they're not going in there um, unknowing to what's going to happen. Um, and and we we'll look forward to putting out there a very good product.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm actually. I think Mike White said yesterday there on SEC Media Days, this might be historically the best year the SEC's ever had. It's super competitive. And, uh, Coach, I just want to throw this out there. You know, combining y'all's NBA experience, so you talked about yourself, Muss, um, Coach Smart, and, you know, huge staff of NBA experience. You guys are used to parody. Um and I think we could see an increase of parity in the SEC this year. How does that prepare you for how challenging this season's going to be and uh, relating that to your players?
2: Well, you know, one thing, uh, you know, uh talking about the NBA experience. Um uh, you know, we've been there and we've done that. There's no disrespect to any any player in the in NCA. Right. But they're not Kobe Bryant. They're not LeBron James. They're not Kevin Durant. They're not Kyrie Irving. They're not Jokic. They're they're not uh, the Greek freak. Um, Those are the guys that, that coach Smart, coach Mus, and myself had to prep against or play against. Um, And so for us, well, with, with how talented the sec is, you know uh, you know, we have to come up with schemes each and every game to be different than the game before uh, and allow our players to try to have the best opportunity to win the game. And so um. You know, with the more talent is more prep and more scouting, and more coaching. And I, I don't think our staff is is shying away from that challenge. I don't think our players are shying away from that challenge. And, you know, uh, we, we've got a lot of guys with chips on their shoulders and it's no knock on any team or anything that anybody said. It's just, you know, when they look in the mirror, I mean, Devo put his name in the draft and came back because, you know, he wasn't ready and, you know, didn't hear the feedback he wanted to. L. Uh, Ellis, you know, tested the waters. Uh, he's coming from a team that was, you know, one of, maybe potentially one of the worst teams in the CA last year. He 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 has something to prove to be. You know, can I do what I did last year on a winning team and and make them become relevant and actually win? Uh, Caleb Battle, same exact situation at Temple. You know, they weren't the worst team, but they weren't the greatest. Um, he scored a high high level, but can he do it at a higher conference with better competition? Uh T Mark, you know, Test of the Waters, you know, was was the third or fourth option in Houston. Can he come into a role where he's asked to do a little bit more, defend a little bit better, uh, and be more of a leader? Uh and then you got TB coming from from injury. Uh, you you've got Kai who's a returner. You have got Jeremiah Davenport who's a thousand-point scorer, but can he do it on a, a team that can go have a deep run in the tournament? Uh so there's a lot of storylines behind it, of like a lot of guys that who are all looking to take personal challenges uh, and step their game up uh, this upcoming season.
0: I love it. I, absolutely. You're right. There's a lot of great storylines here on this Razorback team this season. All right, Maddie, I think you're ready to ask the most serious question we've asked coach Brewer today.
1: Definitely, you know, shifting gears here a little bit, um, pun slightly intended. And um, in your trek back to Fayetteville, you started the trucking company called Brew Crew Transportation. Yeah. Do you have your own CB handle?
2: I do not. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I sold that company. But I was really like, you know, w- once you like retire from from, you know, your your current your your job that you've been basically doing your whole entire life. I played basketball my whole entire life, you know, started when I was in, in kindergarten. I had older brothers and sisters just following them uh, to the boys and girls club, following to their games, uh, played eight and a half, nine years in the NBA, one year in the G League you kind of like, well, what am I going to do next? And so, you know, I always wanted to get in some kind of business. So, you know, I got in real estate, got into a whole bunch of different things, uh, and it was approached to, to do a trucking company. So I was all in on it and kind of was like, well, maybe I might need to switch into like actually getting my CDL and actually, uh, start hauling myself. And then ultimately I was like, man, that's not really what I was passionate about. And that's what my calling, uh, and so like, you know, got rid of it. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, shout out to all the truck drivers because that's a tough job. <laughs> uh, it's a tough business. Um, but glad I'm out of it and glad that I'm on this staff and working with Coach Musselman each and every day.
0: Absolutely. I'm gonna let you talk a little, like Maddie's got another question about all the community service stuff here at the end. But yeah. uh, we just I wanted to be able to let you wrap up with that today. But I do want to ask this question. Do you yeah. have a favorite moment from playing basketball in Arkansas? Uh,
2: uh, favorite moment playing basketball in Arkansas um yeah we um my probably my favorite moment uh was my junior year you know my freshman year we we i I, anthony black and i averaged the same amount of points rebounds assists almost identical uh and you know looking back when i was playing you know i was asked to go to the nba my freshman year i thought hey i don't don't think i'm ready uh you know and this is just me personally you know I, i was you know not mature enough, wasn't washing my own clothes, wasn't able to cook and clean properly. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready to go live somewhere in the United States by myself with, you know, millions of dollars. Uh, my sophomore year comes and, you know, I was bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic, um, you know, shout out to Kelly Lambert, who was our strength and conditioning coach, uh, put me in a position to, you know, thrive and, you know, had a really, really good year my, my sophomore year and, but uh we had the opportunity to, we were the last team out. And so we were gonna be the number one seed in the NIT. At the time, Stan Heath was like, hey, you know, uh, we got robbed, we're, we're not gonna accept the NIT bid. Um, and you know, I was really tough on a lot of people because, you know, some people, that was their last opportunity to play um, you know, meaningful basketball. Uh, but I didn't want to end my career like that. And so I decided to come back in my junior year and uh, I was really ready um, after my junior year. Uh we made it to the tournament, got upset by Bucknell. Uh, but you know, that year we had we had to win a lot of games like to get to the tournament. And so there was a stretch where we beat Tennessee on the road, uh, we beat Alabama at home. Uh and then the, the game that was my most memorable moment was uh it was a snowstorm here in Arkansas. Uh Florida was in town. They didn't know if the game was gonna play. Uh they was able to clear the roads off. Uh, around the arena so Florida could get, you know, to and from. And, um, you know, that team was so star-studded with, you know, Joaquin Noah, um, Corey Brewer, uh, Al Horford, who's still in the NBA, Torian Green, um, you had Chris, Chris uh, Richard coming off the bench, who also played in the NBA. Uh that same team won back-to-back national championships, uh, but we upset them at home uh, in front of a, a, a crazy crowd that that you know risked their lives coming to Bud Walton in a snowstorm to watch a, a basketball game. Uh, and so um, what we won it in overtime. And um, you know, to this day, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm still good friends with, with with you know Joe Keane. We played; we were teammates in Chicago, um, and you know, we joke about that uh, whenever we. we you know, talk to each other.
0: Didn't you have like six steals in that game? I remember like watching highlights yeah. of that, and like <laughs> the ball literally bounced off your shin at one point during that game. And you're just like, oh, I got a free dunk right here. Like, <laughs> at least that's how it looked to me on TV. But that was and a yeah, great one night. of,
2: one of the great. things that was really big on our team. And you know, even in the NBA, was you know, how many times can you get a deflection? You know, mm-hmm. playing the passing lanes, do you have active hands, active feet? Um, and I just had it like. I wasn't saying I was the best defender in in college and I became a better defender once I got to the NBA, but, you know, we just wanted to cause organized chaos and and, and make it hard on, on our opponents to try to score and and get easy baskets.
0: That makes sense to me. All right, Maddie, I think you got the final question of the night.
2: (laughs) Usually we ask
1: where everybody can find you, but I don't think they're going to have a problem with that this time. So. You know, we noticed you're really big into community service and giving back. I really enjoyed the event at the children's shelter last season with the team, took my niece and nephew. They were awed in awe the whole time, just starstruck, mm-hmm. mouths gaped as we walked through. Yeah. Um, so does the team have any more events like that coming up? And also we wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about any organizations or projects you're currently passionate about in Northwest Arkansas.
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, kind of my role also, I mean, my official title now is assistant coach, but before I was the recruiting coordinator and director of player development. You know, when you hear player development, you're like, oh, okay, he does the basketball stuff. He does. Well, yes, I do that. But player development here meaning is, you know, uh, we're involved in um, community engagement. And for me, it's really big and dear to my heart because, you know, I grew up in Northwest Arkansas. And so when people had community engagement when I was a kid, you know, it 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 gave you hope that you know if you worked hard and you you walked straight in the line and you know you 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 know did what you were supposed to do, um, that anything is possible and that one day that you could be Arkansas Razorback. So it gave hope to kids like myself um, each and every day to to work hard and 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 maybe one day I could be a Razorback. So it's very very um, dear to my heart and important to make sure that our guys are involved in different community engagement events. You know, like I said, we do a Read to Achieve. We we have our guys go into, during our red-white game, we had guys go to different schools around uh, Northwest Arkansas to promote our red-white game, sign autographs, take pictures, um, and just, you know, let the kids get to know who these, these young, great student-athletes are as persons and people. Um, you know, uh, we, 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 last year, we, you know, raised, uh food, uh money and food uh to be able to donate and pass out and you know create uh, food baskets for you know uh people of need. Uh we our people uh players have you know volunteer at the Samaritan shop they the the Jones Center, Children's Safety First Center, uh Seven Hills um uh homeless shelter, uh you know, the list goes on and on. And you know, for, for me, you know, we take requests, we, we get emails all the time, and, and, and we try to um, do as much we possibly can. One thing that we don't want, you know, we, we, we got guys that go to the NBA and stuff like that. But when guys are doing their research about our students and athletes, we don't ever want it to be a great area of who is that person um, off the floor. And so if you look at our guys' social medias, yes, they have NIL stuff, but you're going to see them doing a lot of volunteer work you're going to see you know our staff doing a lot of volunteer work uh because you know the community makes us who we are and without the community support we'd be nothing and they're the people that show up and allows us to be sold out three years in a row in a nineteen thousand eight hundred arena and so uh we want to get back to the community and being an involved in the community because that's who we are as as you know, without them and there's no us. And my mom always told me, like, you got to know where you're from uh, to know where you're trying to go in life. And you know, I'm a, a favorite Arkansas native. And, you know, it's a blessing to allow our student athletes to be involved in this community because uh, there's some great people in this community.
0: I, I couldn't agree more, coach, growing young athletes and young men. I I, I love that philosophy. Um, yeah, no, I, I see it all the time on social media. I think Devo, went back to his hometown of Jacksonville, which is my hometown area as well. I'm from the town just north of there. and He was given back to the Titans basketball team there. So it's always outstanding to see um, see the players given back to the community out there. And, you know, it, it's a great influence on the state of Arkansas. So thank you for being so passionate about community service, because like yeah. it means a lot to the people of Arkansas. And also, Coach, thank you for being here today. We really appreciate it. This was a fantastic interview.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate you guys. appreciate your time and allow me to come on and speak with y'all today.
0: That was fun. I, I, I really had fun talking to Ronnie Brewer. Um, yeah, it was like I said, he's he's an interesting guy. Um, obviously, Razorback legend, NBA basketball player. Um, and now he's, you know, helping shape young athletes and everything else. And he gave us a little insight there into what the team's going to be like this season.
1: Definitely kind of feel like I swallowed my tongue a little bit growing up watching him. Awesome that he came on the show. We really, really appreciate that. Um super cool dude. It was great talking to him.
0: It's also weird. I think that's the first time in my life I've talked to somebody that I played with on a video game. You know what I mean? Like I had I had March Madness like the year that he was in there and I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm making Ronnie Brewer dunk on everybody in the SEC on this EA sports game. So that was that was crazy in itself is like, you know, we both love Ronnie Brewer growing up because he was, you know, the biggest name in Arkansas basketball when we were kids. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's a it was a great opportunity to talk to him today. And once again, I want to thank you guys for checking out our interview with Coach Brewer today. And thank you for helping us celebrate our 100th video on YouTube. We're ready for basketball. And if you're watching, we know you are, too. So please like and subscribe to the channel or follow us anywhere you get your podcasts and we'll check you out next time.
1: Thanks guys. Have a good one.